My name is Steve. And I'm Andy. And this is a special episode of Steve and Andy Meet Batman Cartoon Explosion. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have to put an explosion sound if you say that. Cartoon explosion. <laughs> I'll do it. Alright, okay. we are back after about a week break. We like to take breaks. Yep. We worked really hard. Getting out three episodes, it really took it out on us. Oh, I know. Getting out three episodes in a row, like, that was crazy. Especially Londinium episodes. That, oh, yeah, I know. That that really wears the human out. Because everyone knows one Londinium episode is worth about maybe a hundred regular <laughs> episodes. That's true. That's true. Speaking so, of... So we basically did 300 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of Londinium, we got an email... From Dickie. And it says, hey guys, just a heads up. A sticky wicket is in fact associated with cricket. However, it's also an English slang for a sticky situation. Kind of like a rock in a hard place. Keep up the good work, gents. You've got a good thing going here. Cheers, Dickie. Thank you, Dickie. <laughs> so you, you would think reading it that the guy's British, but uh, isn't he from somewhere peculiar? Is from Canada, apparently. <laughs> uh, well, Canada was part of the British Empire for quite yeah, a while. Yeah, I guess he likes cricket. I don't know. Judge, well, I'm just guessing he's from Canada, judging by his email ending in .ca. So. Right, yeah. That's Canada for the, un, for the uneducated out there. <laughs> so I guess, is cricket popular in Canada? I don't know. Apparently Dickie I, likes I, it. I always thought in Canada it was hockey and cricket. Really? Oh, yeah. I thought no, it was hockey and curling or something like that. That's probably what it is. <laughs> Cricket's third, though. Maybe Dickie's from the UK. I don't know. But thank but you, Ricky. Thanks, thanks for the kind words and for the email. Thanks for clearing that up for us. I was confused. I'm always confused. Yeah, I was, I was too. Actually, I, I would have preferred never to know what a sticky wicket was. <laughs> but now you know. I know. It kind of takes some of the, the, uh, the luster from the, the Londinium trilogy away from me. <laughs> what, what, what do you think Canada would be called in the Batman universe? <laughs> All right, so this is a special episode, like we said. Um, normally, we review an episode of the 1966 Batman TV show, but this time, doing a little something different here. Um, we're going to be talking about three episodes of the Batman cartoon in 1968. I don't know how many people remember it. But, yeah, it was, uh, the, it was the first Filmation Batman series out of two. There would be another one in 1977. Yeah, and people so, probably remember the 1977 one more, I guess. Yeah, that one's the one that's available on DVD, is right. the 77 one. And the 77 one, I think, sucks, basically. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we'll be talking about these three episodes. You can watch them on YouTube if you, if you really want. They're <laughs> pretty hilarious. Um, I'll put the links up so you guys can find them. Um... Do you have any background information about this series? Um, I can tell you that uh, Casey Kasem is right. the voice of Robin. Is the voice of Robin? Uh, Larry Storch from F Troop does the voice for the Joker. Okay. Ted, Ted Knight from the Mary Tyler Moore Show is the narrator, which he was the narrator on the uh, Hanna Barbera Super Friends cartoons as well. But right. he's the narrator. But he's also the voice of Commissioner Gordon, the Penguin, and the Riddler. And the Riddler's voice, by the way. Everyone has to I love, watch. I love Riddler's voice. <laughs> it's ridiculous. He sounds, <laughs> that's about it. He sounds a little bit like uh, a Kennedy. 
Maybe. Who's... Well, I like that he talks out of the side of his mouth, kind of <laughs> like Brian Wilson. That's right. All right, so that's what we'll be doing this week. Next week, if, if anyone's really concerned, don't worry. We're still going to do... We'll pick up next week with the regular episodes. But every once in a while, we'll do a special thing to, to mix it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And make sure you stick around after we review these episodes. We'll be calling a listener. That's right, someone gave us... Their cell phone number, and we called them on Skype. Because Andy and I normally do these over Skype. I'm in West Lafayette, Indiana. Andy's in Columbus, Columbus, Ohio. So we we, we thought, since we do it uh, over Skype anyway, we might as well... Give someone a call. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. We might as well just call people up. Why not? Hey, hey, what's happening? You guys watching Batman right now? (laughs) So stick around. We'll have an interview. Um, All right. Are you ready to get into the three episodes? I I think I am. I think I am. (laughs) Let's do it. Alright, the first episode is a Riddler episode, and it's called 1001 Faces of the Riddler. Although, if you're paying attention while you watch this episode, he only has about three faces. And one of those faces is his own. I know. So he only has, like, two, like, two faces extra. that he normally wouldn't have. It, it's, it's not a very accurate title, but wh- whatever. No one's... The kids weren't counting when they watched this no. in the 60s. We open in the Gotham City Police Headquarters. Uh, Bruce Wayne is there with Gordon. He's friends, apparently. Um, friends. He has this, uh piece of paper that it's it's labeled dollars for charity and and uh there's a graph on the piece of paper what i found was weird normally charity dollars you think it just goes up uh in a linear fashion this graph has points where it actually goes down so i was one of their money back i was thinking (laughs) they came back later um can i have some of that money back so this graph is going up and it doesn't make much sense but uh bruce wayne congratulates gordon uh, his charity drive has reached his goal. Apparently, no one knows what the money is going towards. This is called Dollars for Charity. That's the name of the organization, Dollars for Charity. It's a nonprofit. Uh, Bruce is a little concerned that all the money's still at the charity fair. Uh, Gordon's like, "Don't worry, uh, I'm gonna pick it up at five. I got everything under control." In the reception office. Uh, there's another Bruce Wayne. How can this be the, the police secretary? Who's a man, actually. A, a male secretary. Very progressive. Yeah, oh that. yeah. Gordon was very, very progressive. <laughs> He's a... Uh, actually, I think probably the mayor appointed a male secretary to avoid any kind of sexual harassment that, suits. Because uh, Gordon, you know. I, I just assumed Gordon was also the mayor of Gotham. <laughs> that was just my assumption. <laughs> Uh, anyway, the secretary is a little confused how Bruce Wayne is inside. How could he be out here? The fake Bruce says something weird and laughs and throws this envelope with a question mark on it. Obviously, it's the Riddler. Why he had to dress up as Bruce Wayne, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get that either. Couldn't he have just been himself? <laughs> He's delivering a, a riddle. Yeah. What I love is that when he dresses up as these different guys... Right. He doesn't change his voice. He has a very distinct voice. He doesn't even try to hide it at all. Nobody cares. Yeah. Um, inside the envelope is a riddle. It says, what is the hottest spot in town? Gordon says, well, I've got to call Batman. And um, 
<laughs> we had this funny little thing where Bruce was like, uh, okay, yeah, I, gu- I gotta go. Not obvious at all, Bruce. Yeah, I know. Very, very uncomfortable exit <laughs> from Bruce. If, if, if Gordon wasn't so preoccupied with this riddle, I think he could have put two and two together. <laughs> if Gordon wasn't so preoccupied with trying to find a female secretary who's really hot so that, that he can hit on her, maybe... Yes, that's true. <laughs> that, I that's think that's true. What, I think that. That's I what's going that. on the whole time. Meanwhile, in the Riddler's hideout... Which is a giant question mark. You would think that would be very easy to find him. Who's building? Just look for the, just this... look for the house. It's a question mark. <laughs> Who's building this this hideout, anyway? Where did he get the money? That thing had to cost millions of dollars to build. I think maybe venture capital. He set up, like, a dot-com startup. <laughs> a question <laughs> mark com startup. I like the dot of the question mark. Actually, has a... A, a cannon attached. <laughs> <laughs> you never, you never know. You never know. Yeah, you know it could come in handy. The Riddler explains um, he's gonna use some disguises to trap Batman somehow. Um, he has a disguise of Commissioner Gordon. Where does he get these masks? He has a mask from Bruce Wayne. Who's making these? These masks must be very, very realistic. Do you think he's making? <laughs> it has to be the same person that built his house. You, well, maybe he's going down to Spencer's Gifts and getting the <laughs> commissioner. The Gordon. really good masks, the really good final. <laughs> that could be it. Hard to think. Of that. Do you think Spencer's Gifts in Gotham would have a Bruce Wayne and a Commissioner Gordon mask? I, it would be like a Donald Trump mask, probably. So, and I'm sure that's they, true. Yeah, yeah, I that's true. I've never seen a mask for like. The police commissioner of Newport or Cincinnati or something like that. So, so basically, so basically, the Riddler's whole major crime spree is based on Spencer's gifts. Right. Actually, everything he does is based on. He just goes around, shops around Spencer's gifts, and gets ideas. Do you think his his bedroom is just adorned <laughs> in those posters of women with their butt cheeks hanging out in front of trucks? Absolutely. And his bedroom's located in the dot of the question mark. Yes, that's why he is the canon. I wonder how many people know exactly what Spencer's Gifts is. We're talking about it. How many... Is that, like, a nationwide thing? Yeah, yeah, it has to be a nationwide thing. We have listeners in Canada and in the UK. They probably have no idea. Spencer's Gifts... just look up Spencer's Gifts. Yeah, it's just, like, this really... It's a novelty story. There's a loud plane going by. That was the Riddler. (laughs) Back in the Batcave. Uh, the Bat computer says the hottest spot in town is the Gotham City steel mill. Robin wonders, well, what's the Riddler going to steal there? Batman says, obviously, it's a decoy. I don't have time to explain. Get in the Batmobile. How did he know it was a decoy? He's very clever. Why is the steel mill the hottest spot in town? I actually didn't know that. I guess they're taking hot very literally, or the steel mill is like a bar, like the Gotham City steel mill. It sounds well. I was thinking it sounds like a a place for you know, like a gay bar. Yeah, right? and it is the hottest spot in Gotham. It would be. You would think Batman and Robin would check it out then. <laughs> this is a kids show. This is a kids show. They couldn't be going to gay bars in the sixties. In the Batmobile, Batman explains, um, the riddle basically meant that the Riddler was going to be at the charity drive because there's a thermometer that counts up to the amount. You know how you see those in charity drives. Somehow Batman put that together. I don't know how. They should have shown that earlier in the episode. Yeah, they should have established that, really, so it made more sense. The thing about these episodes, they're about six or seven minutes long. 
But a lot happens in that. It's very. But there's almost way too much stuff happens in there's that no, six minutes. They cram a lot, and they really do. I have it more notes lies. for one of these episodes than I do for like a whole episode of. They waste no. There's like no dead space. Everything's happening very quickly. You got to be on your toes. Things were different in the '60s. We cut to the Riddler at the charity drive. His goons are just carrying off a tub of cash. It's no checks. It's just cash money. How? <laughs> this is the, uh, no, it's begging to be stolen. And the Riddler's making no attempt to disguise who he is, other than the mask. He's talking exactly like he always does. Is no one fooled? I mean, is, is how is everyone fooled by this? Is what I want to know. I don't. I don't. I, I assume that everyone knows it's the Riddler, and they just don't care. <laughs> That's probably it. Because no, nobody cares about dollars for charities or whatever. Nobody knows what dollars for charity is. They all gave their money to dollars for charity hoping they'd find out what it was. <laughs> the Riddler steals and they're like, I guess we'll never know. Back on the road, um, the fake commissioner passes the Batmobile. Um, Batman somehow knows it's not the commissioner. He turns around, they, they stop him. Uh, but Actually, the- I do know why. Batman knows it's right. Riddler. Right, he does explain why. He does know that it's not the real commissioner because of the time. It's four thirty, not five o'clock. Gordon said he'd pick up the money at five o'clock, not four thirty. What if Gordon was early and Batman just started throwing smoke bombs at him? What? what? Batman doesn't stop to ask questions. He just does. We find that out later in this episode too. So, the Batman subdues the arm- armored vehicle that uh, the Riddler was driving but the riddler escapes back in the riddler's hideout he's confused he's how did batman see through my disguise is he really that surprised (laughs) he did buy all those masks from spencer's gifts so uh batman uh, the riddler just assumes batman got lucky somehow in the back cave commissioner gordon's on the phone with batman and he tells him that batman (laughs) he tells batman that the riddler has a new riddle what is the biggest vault in town. Robin's a little confused by this. He's like, what, what is the Riddler just robbing uh, bank vaults now? He's, that's not typical Riddler. Although it makes more sense than robbing charity drives, honestly. I know it does. It's the same thing. It, I don't <laughs> get it. I would, I would imagine robbing a bank vault would be more prestigious than just stealing money from a charity. It, it, yes, you would. you think so. But anyway, Batman figures out that Vault means pole vault. And the Riddler's planning on robbing the track and field meet. Which, again, bank vault, more profitable. Easier, probably. Well, how much money would a track and field meet have? Apparently, they have, like, uh, we find out. A couple hundred dollars? (laughs) At the meet, which is packed, by the way, in Gotham Stadium. It's packed. They love track and field in Gotham. At the meet, the winner is being handed a gold-encrusted belt. A, a very serious business in Gotham. The Riddler, they love they love it there. <laughs> the Riddler runs up in disguise and steals the belt. He makes no attempt to be crafty or anything. He steals the belt, starts laughing. Batman notices that an athlete is holding a shot put very clumsily. Uh, he assumes it must be the Riddler. He throws a batarang. Batman knows proper posture for athletes. <laughs> he throws a batarang at the shot put, revealing the belt. And uh, this is my favorite moment, when the, <laughs> when the, 
when the shot put falls down, it breaks open and the belt is inside. And some voice out of nowhere just says, the championship belt, do you remember that part? <laughs> we should play that clip. We'll play that clip because it's so weird. I was like, who is saying that? Over there, look how clumsily that athlete is carrying the shot put. Do you think that's... Tell you in a second. The championship belt! Uh, Batman pole vaults onto the back of the Riddler. He could have broken his back. <laughs> that's what he was planning on doing. And where did he... He wants to kill the Riddler. <laughs> where did he learn to pole vault like that, anyway? He's Batman. Where wouldn't he know how to pull vault like that? Probably the steel mill. <laughs> Just is there about to catch the Riddler. He pulls out an exploding hammer and gets away. Don't ask where he got the exploding hammer. Spencer's gifts, probably. It's a good thing he had it, too. Inside the hammer is another Riddler. Who's the top wrecker in town? Batman, <laughs> Batman and Robin take off. Kind of do a Dukes of Hazard thing. They just hop into the Batmobile. They head towards Gotham Tower. They see the Riddler on top. They somehow batapult up to him. I don't know how. We, they never explained any of this technology. But then he explodes. He was a decoy, a booby trap. <laughs> Where did he get that made? Dispenser's gifts, probably. They have big cardboard cutouts of the Riddler. He ties up Batman and Robin. Then he starts smashing the building with a wrecking ball. I don't ask where he learned to use a wreck wrecking ball, either. Probably... Probably the steel mill, I guess. So somehow Batman and Robin manage to escape. They climb up the wrecking ball, slide down the, sort of the crane part. They take down the Riddler, tie him up, and in the last scene, Batman says he's got a new costume, a new disguise for the Riddler. It, and it's this stripy jail clothes. He had no trial, by the way. He didn't get to no, see and once he's there, they just ridicule him. I know, they laugh at his face. It's cruel. I felt bad. I felt bad for All them, right. honestly. All right, that was the I first episode. Pretty good, overall. A lot uh, happens. Dude, there's almost too much stuff happens in them, and it's almost kind of hard to do a show like this with those cartoons <laughs> because they move at such a pace I know, really, that it's hard to keep track. They should be, like, 30 minutes long. They're very quick, <laughs> quick pace. Our second episode was chosen by a viewer, the viewer we're going to be interviewing. So this is his episode. He wanted to hear us talk about this episode. Yeah, this is My Crime is Your Crime. And it is the, actually the first episode mm. of, of the Batman it. and Robin cartoon show. Yeah, it was actually the first. Uh, and, and I don't know if you noticed this. I did. Right. That our... That our, that our uh, the, the episode that we viewed, the version of it on YouTube, was edited. Yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> so it makes... <laughs> the one we viewed, the guy cut it down to be in 10 minutes. So there's parts missing. I think it's supposed to be like 10 minutes and like 50 seconds. So we cut out 50 seconds worth of stuff. But you're like, 50 seconds isn't a whole lot. But when it's <laughs> as jammed, when, when these episodes are as jam-packed as these are, that 50 seconds... There's almost no, there's no breaks. It's all dialogue and action. There's, there's no breaks. You, there's not even enough time to really notice anything. <laughs> it just moves so fast. Uh, this, okay, this is what it, we open up at a track and field event. Right, I mean, again, Goth it's very popular. Goth Gothamites love 
track and field. Right. So they're at a track and field event. This guy's pole vaulting. He's up in the air. Next thing he knows, the pole vault turns into an umbrella. I don't know why this would prevent him from finishing the pole vaulting. You think it would help because the umbrella, said. yeah, kind of opens up at the top. And he falls straight down. Couldn't he still? I mean, the pole vault didn't disappear. It just all of a sudden an umbrella appeared at the top. Couldn't he still <laughs> make it over? Over the rail? I don't, I don't know enough about pole... I've never pole vaulted, so I don't know. I don't know. If there are any pole vaulters out there, send us an email. I, I think it's... Yeah. Po- it must be popular in Canada. It's it's it hockey, pole vaulting, and cricket. Very popular sports. Exactly. Okay. The next the next we're on a golf course. I mean, this is moving at... This is moving in lightning pace. We're on a this golf course. like five seconds later. Not even that. Yeah. That's not... Not five... It's a half a second later. <laughs> we're on a golf course. The guy goes to take a swing. Boom. It's an umbrella. Right. It's... <laughs> that, that's ridiculous. That, that actually would be a hindrance if you're trying to golf and you have an umbrella. You can't golf. You can't. You cannot golf with an umbrella. I've tried. It does not work. <laughs> I've actually seen you try, and I know it. <laughs> and then we cut again another half second later to a baseball field. Baseball teams. They're going at it. The throws the pitch. The guy takes a swing. His baseball bat turns into you guessed it an umbrella. <laughs> Why, why this is happening, I don't know. I don't know the point of this. I know, I was thinking, is this supposed to be a crime? Is it like a practical joke? There's no real crime involved. Yeah, this isn't a crime. In fact, okay, the two, the, the track and field event and the baseball game are obviously in front of an audience. The golfer looks like he's just golfing on his own. It's true. There's no crowd. Do you think people just, like, random people just shooting basketball in their driveway? Just, the basketball turns into an umbrella? That probably happened. <laughs> because this all happened, Batman and Robin, of course, are on the case. Yeah, and Bruce and, and Dick were at the baseball, the baseball game. game. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, they were at the baseball game, and they're like, we have got to check this out. There's only one human that could be behind this. Let's take o- it to the Batcave. Only cave. one person loves umbrellas. Exactly. So they take it. They take it to the Batcave. I guess uh, Lola Lozani wasn't. Yeah, wasn't I was there. thinking that. Too. Well, those are parasols, anyway. That's tr- that's true. That's true. So they take it to the Batcave. Uh, Batman and Robin. They're thinking about this. Batman said, "No, Robin actually. Robin says all these items were made by the Emperor Sporting Goods. Right. And we all know what animal has an emperor." Penguins. It has to be penguins. As of right now, I still don't know why this. these are crimes. These are more like practical jokes. Well, as we'll see next episode, Batman and Robin are just out to ruin everybody's fun, really. They don't want anyone exactly. having fun. That, I know, exactly. So, they, they feel that the penguin is probably going to steal this jewel-encrusted belt. There's <laughs> no explanation for that. No explanation. <laughs> He's just turning these these sporting goods into umbrellas. He has to be stealing a jewel-encrusted belt. That's all there is to it. So they head over to the penguin's lair, and the penguin, for some inexplicable reason, is just standing on a trampoline in front of these guys. Because <laughs> it's the sporting goods. He was trying to... Know. <laughs> was it a sporting goods store? I don't know, but his goons were dressed up as eagles. It made no sense at all. I think they had leftover I... animation from some other project. They were just using... I, know, I don't know what other filmation cartoon it could have been. Aquaman? Aquaman predates the Batman cartoon. And there's probably a lot of trampolines in Aquaman, I'd assume. <laughs> there has to be. There has to be. But yeah, he's just standing on a trampoline. And, and that's what it looks like. It looks like there's just a background, and they put a, a penguin cell on top of it. I know. This, later in the episode, it looks like he's standing on the wall at some point. Yeah, the joke looks like he's standing on the wall. <laughs> okay, so so Batman and Robin show up. They nab they the penguin. They bust through the top. They bust through the top yeah. of the... 
they, 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 they have the penguin after a little fight. I do like the penguin character design, though. Yeah, I know. He's really short. He's like half the size of Robin. I actually like his voice, too. Yeah, yeah. All the voices in this are great. I know, Casey, I know. Casey Kasem, though, needs to take, like, a Valium. He is way too excited about everything. That's true. But wouldn't you be? I would be, yes. So so they nab him, they take him into Commissioner Gordon. They're going to arrest him for a crime that hasn't even happened yet. I don't know if I don't know if that if that's legal if you're allowed to, I, first off they're vigilantes, so they're not allowed to arrest anybody. But can you arrest someone for a crime that hasn't happened and there's no proof that they were going to do it? It's like minority report. <laughs> yeah, bit. yeah, I know. The precogs. I know. That's what it's like. So, well, apparently they can't arrest him. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Well, they get a phone call. The belt was stolen 15 minutes ago. The Penguin couldn't have done it. Batman and Robin are speechless. Penguin. The Penguin says he's going to sue Batman and Robin for false arrest. And he wants to see them behind bars. Civil suits you don't end up in prison for. <laughs> he doesn't understand the law. I, I would have loved to see, instead of the rest of this episode... Just Batman, Perry Mason style, defending himself against... Against the Riddler. Penguin. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been great. Yeah, I mean, this would have been a civil suit against... Pen uh, Penguin is a civil suit against Batman. You can't go to prison for a civil suit. And secondly, if he only knew how much money Bruce Wayne had. <laughs> if he knew Batman was Bruce Wayne. He wouldn't even be bothering with this jewel-encrusted belt. Exactly. So he gets off, he just walks out. <laughs> yeah, he just walks, he's free, he's free man, he walks out. Batman and Robin, they're upset. The next day, they're reading the paper. They're reading about what happened. They're a laughing stock in God. I know. What, well, jeez. <laughs> they screwed up. Exactly. I mean, they are a complete and total laughing stock. So they're, they're, they're perusing the paper. They get to the... I, I'm assuming they're looking in, like, the classified section, you know, the men-seeking women section. <laughs> you know, the personals. <laughs> and it turns out there was a joke bought. And it was straight, good, straight for Batman. I'm wondering if Batman always looks through the personal ads. I would if I was Batman. So, I, so it's a joke. He reads it. It's something about stepping on a poodle. It's like what? How do you know it's raining cats and dogs? Because because I just stepped on a poodle. Or in yeah, a, there we in, go. In, in the poodle, which was weird. In a poodle, which is gross if you think I have about no idea it. Yeah, how it's possible. <laughs> so, so Batman and Robin feel like the Joker. Obviously, put the joke there because he loves jokes. It's in his name. <laughs> So I wonder if the Joker buys a personal space every day in the newspaper with that same joke, hoping one day Batman and Robin will catch it. I bet the Joker forwards emails to people with those really bad jokes in them. He probably he, does. He, he probably he forwards all the messages. He probably forwarded the message that said Barack Obama's middle name's Hussein and he's a Muslim <laughs> and all that. He forwards those to everybody. He's got them all in his address. He's book. like, what? I gotta, I gotta let the Riddler, Riddler know about this. <laughs> 9-11 was an inside joke. <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> go on. So, so, okay, so since the joke has something to do with the poodle, they, they feel that the Joker has to have a plan involving something with dogs. And that's when they realize Cornball Comic. What's a Cornball Comic? I guess it's, uh, yeah, they said some guy's name and then he's a Cornball Comic. I guess he's like a really... Zany comedian? I have no idea what that meant. Well, he's a cornball comic, and his name is Barry Beagle. Robert said this very excitingly. <laughs> Barry Beagle, and he's got Peruvian pearls. What is a cornball just... comic doing with Peruvian pearls? I was wondering the same thing. I was like, these pearls have to be priceless. Why does Barry Beagle have them? 
Well, Barry Beagle's Peruvian jewel, pearls, they feel the Joker has to be trying to steal these things because he made a joke about a dog. Therefore, <laughs> therefore, he has to be stealing Peruvian pearls. So they go to the Joker's hideout, which they actually say his last known hideout, which was kind of odd. I know, how did he get so back they, there? Didn't they I don't know. Tear it down? So this is what I... My question was, okay, it's his last known hideout, so they're assuming he's not there anymore, or he moved on to a new space. This place was obviously custom-built. It looks like a house of cards. Right. <laughs> that hit cost millions of dollars. Do you just leave something that costs obvious millions of dollars and years of construction? Yeah, that would be like in Star Wars, the Empire leaving the Death Star. You don't do it. <laughs> you don't. When you put that much time, money, and work into a building, you don't just abandon it right away. And if it looks good, you leave it, you leave it up. He would probably have sold it first. He could have probably made a nice, a nice, <laughs> nice chunk of change profit. off selling that house of cards. I know. So, they, he's obviously in there. He's looking out of a periscope. periscope. Right, right. Why wouldn't he have a periscope? <laughs> so, so, they nab the Joker after a little fight. And, uh... And they and they, and they take him take him to Gordon, right? They're like Gordon, we got the Joker. He we know he was going to steal Barry Beagle's Peruvian pearls. I just know it. That's what Batman basically says to Gordon. Gordon gets that proverbial phone call. He puts it down and he says, "Joker couldn't have done it. That was Barry Beagle. The pearls were just stolen." <laughs> Barry Beagle somehow has the commissioner's personal phone number. <laughs> phone number. He's got the red phone number. So the Joker cracks wise about Batman and Robin fumbling up twice, once with the Penguin, once with him. Right. And uh, it's it's humiliating. And he heads out. Oh yeah, they're humiliated. Gordon even cuts in on him a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah. He's kind of turning on him, really. Yeah, but in face of all the evidence, Batman refuses to believe that these two guys aren't guilty. He knows that these two guys had to have done it. So back at the Batcave. Batman and Rob basically Batman's detective skills were boiled down right here. <laughs> if someone did something in the past, that means they're probably doing it again. Penguin always, Penguin likes umbrellas, so therefore every crime that has something to do with an umbrella <laughs> must be Penguin. Do you think there are a lot of umbrella related crimes in Gotham? I don't know. There's only one penguin, so no, there can't be that many. <laughs> I don't want to know. The thing is, the jewel the jewel encrusted belt, was that really an umbrella related crime? We have no idea how this crime even took place. I know, maybe that was cut out from <laughs> from the episode we watched. And he said all joke-related crimes are obviously the Joker. Okay, well, I will give him Barry Beagle's crime is a joke-related one because Barry Beagle is a comedian. That's true. So, but then that's the key. So Barry Beagle likes crimes. Maybe he's the one that pulled the crime. Why, do we, why does Barry Beagle like crimes? He's a he doesn't like. Oh. He's, he likes jokes. He likes. Oh, I'm right, sorry. right, right. He likes jokes, so therefore he could have pulled the crime. He likes cornball jokes, though they're harmless. <laughs> I thought that was a pretty cornball joke myself in the episode. It was. So while well, Batman and Robin have decided that these two guys have to have done it, they're working together. Right. We cut to Joker and Penguin. They're working together. They switch their loots. <laughs> <laughs> After they switch their loots. Penguin does something that I've always suspected of Penguin. He wants to watch the news. Right. I always had a feeling that Penguin was a big news hawk, that he loved to watch the news. On his favorites on his cable, it's Fox News <laughs> <laughs> and, like, the local the local feel. He won't watch, like, headline news or CNN because of their liberal bias. He just watches Fox News because he likes it fair and balanced. 
So then, then, then this is actually something that would have happened on Fox News. The news reporter gives a false news report. Well, well, actually, Batman is just we, we <laughs> see Batman. Exactly. A, a mysterious millionaire pays off the news <laughs> to say the news that he once said. If that made sense. <laughs> Wasn't it just Batman there handing the news to the news anchor? He just walked in and hands it. To- <laughs> No you have to question that journalist's integrity. He blatantly said false news. And not only was it false news, it was kind of weird how he said it. Yeah. <laughs> what did he say? Like, <laughs> it was this just in. The Peruvian, no, the jewel-encrusted belt and the Peruvian pearls that were stolen are complete fakes. So those that stole them have nothing. <laughs> did Batman think this would work? It obviously worked, because Joker and Penguin were at each other's throats after the news report. How why would they believe that? I don't know, but they, but they obviously did. And they start fighting. Joker goes, here's a little squirt. He squirts him with his flower. Penguin gets the umbrella up. He goes, well, here's a knife for my umbrella. Shoots it out. It bounces all over the room. Joker catches it, and he says, I knew you would do this. So I put a I put a rubber tipped knife in your umbrella because I knew you would do this. Joker goes to touch the tip of the rubber tipped knife. It pops off and some sort of gas comes out. Joker Poison passes gas. out. Poison gas. Poison gas. Joker passes out. At that time, Batman and Robin show up. They say we have to get the Joker to the hospital. <laughs> right. So they they take him outside, and luckily there was an ambulance following Batman and Robin. I don't, I don't know why Batman didn't find it odd that there was an ambulance following him the entire time. <laughs> I didn't think of that. That's weird. He, but he didn't. So he loaded him up. They're like, let's get let's get the penguin. So they go to the penguin. I don't know where they go. I guess the penguin's new hideout. I think something was cut out. I don't uh, know. Yeah, that didn't make it. That was the part all that was they, cut out there. Yeah, all of a sudden they were there. Penguin shocks them. <laughs> And then he ties them up to a batting cage. Oh, yes, I love this part. He just wants them to hit baseballs. And if they miss, the first ball that they miss, they're going to be blown up, basically. He's got, like, tons of dynamite tied to him. So they're just hitting balls. Batman gives gives Robin some pointers on hitting. You know, it's not how far. Don't think of it it as a power game. Yeah. You're not a home run hitter, Robin. That's basically what he's saying. You're not a home run hitter, Robin. Batman is in the school. He's, he's very, like, 1970s-style baseball. Pete Rose. He's he, oh, yeah. he, he was not a fan during the 90s. The steroids no, era. He hates the steroids. He hates he Barry Bonds. Oh, I know. He does. It's not about being a home run hitter. It's about what's best for your team. That's what Batman believes. If Batman was a baseball player, he would be Charlie Hustle. <laughs> But then he'd get kicked out for gambling. He'd get banned. I, which is something Batman would have done. Actually, he would have been kicked out for vigilantism. <laughs> and then he would he would be like Jose Canseco. He would write a book called Juiced. <laughs> so, so, so they're hitting the balls for a while. They get loose. And I don't really remember how they get loose. Well, know? Batman, um, he tells Robin, aim, aim for the... Because uh, <laughs> there's these little things throwing the balls. He says, aim for them. And they just smash them. They just hit a ball back and smash the thing open somehow, and they—it doesn't really explain it, but they get loose. Yeah. They get loose, and the next thing we know, they've they got Penguin in Commissioner Gordon's office. Something's missing. Yeah, something's yeah. missing. They—they they somehow tracked down the Penguin, and they got him there. I don't—I don't know what happened, but he's missing. At the time, while they're hanging out in Gordon's office, the phone rings. Another phone call. Are we going to find out that it wasn't really the Penguin that tied him up to a batting cage? <laughs> 
No, this phone call is actually the Joker. Right. He's calling him. He's saying, I set up that ambulance. I knew the penguin was going to do this. I set up the ambulance. And guess what? Tell that little short fat guy that I got all the pearls. I got all the jewels. Even though he thinks they're fake at this point. Why does he... He doesn't care if they're, he care if they're fake. He's the Joker. He thinks it's funny. <laughs> it's corny. It's cornball. Yeah. Cornball comedy. So, uh... So after call, after hanging up with them, Batman and Robin capture the Joker. I think that there's something else missing. Yeah, they somehow capture the Joker because he's captured now. They basically—I don't know if Joker was basically saying, uh, "I got, I got everything. I tricked you guys. Here, I'm here. Come and get me." They just start sixty nine on the phone number. Yeah, yeah. They start sixty nine, and they said it was a pizza place. <laughs> <laughs> and Joker goes, "Oh, good. I thought I wanted a pizza." So they capture him, and and it turns out Batman told Commissioner Gordon, you know the best way to get revenge on these two for making us look like fools? <laughs> put them in the same cell, but put a fake wall between them, and then while they're bitching about each other, lift the wall up so they realize they're in the same cell. That's cruel. And then Batman's standing there laughing, mocking them. while they're well, Robin finds it hilarious. What I want to know is these are taxpayer dollars. <laughs> built that wall. <laughs> the taxpayers built that wall. I know, just for the gag. Just so that Batman whole dirty have, system and everything. Just so Batman could have some sick pleasure. I know. Talk about talk about the talk about the Boston Tea Party for, for in Gotham, wasting our money on building a wall. I, well, you know the the Riddlers out there at the uh, the tea parties. Oh, Riddler hates Riddler hates taxes. That's why he did the whole dollars for charity thing. He hates taxes. Because ta- charity dollars are untaxed. Exactly. He Maybe thinks it's like... completely and totally unfair. That was <laughs> because, you know how much you're you know how much you're taxing my paycheck. He's a criminal, though. So <coughs> on to our third and final episode. If you can handle it, if you haven't already had enough, why did we decide to do three? These things are jam packed. These are long. Well, I didn't realize they were going to be actually had more content than the half hour episodes. One of these episodes has more content than the entire twenty minute episode of it. It's it's been a long time since I watched the old sixty eight filmation cartoon series. I had no clue <laughs> that they were that this jam packed. And you know the episode that I really wanted to do, we didn't even do. What was it? It was a Joker episode. I can't remember what it was called. Um, it's something about a a, um, a halibut or something like that. It's a it's a, it's a cool episode. I just like the animation a lot in it. We'll save it we for need... next time. There'll, there'll be a next time. Don't worry. I'm sure the demand for more of these will be overwhelming. You know this. I'm sure it will be. And this next Joker story is going to put it over the top. I know this is called Long John Joker, <laughs> which sounds like a porno title. <laughs> it does. We open in Gotham City Library. Uh, we see Barbara Gordon sitting at the desk. She's just working there, obviously, it's her job. The Joker comes in. He checks out a book on Treasure Island. He runs outside. He's excited to get this book. He, he's running outside the library. I think he thought he stole the book. <laughs> I don't think he understands how libraries work. He doesn't understand. He's like, I gotta get, get out of here. I just stole this book. It's weird. Outside, he bumps into Batman and Robin, who are apparently just hanging outside the library. Uh, Robin says, sorry, you dropped your book. Joker's like, thank you. They go on their way. I, I like that exchange because it kind of made Batman and Robin and the Joker seem kind of like pals. Yeah, they were old pals, really. <laughs> kind of. Inside 
the library, Barbara tells Batman and Robin that the Joker has been checking out dozens of pirate-related books. Uh, Batman says, you know, maybe the Joker's just trying to learn something about pirates, trying to expand his mind a little bit. Then he, Batman, after he says that, he just runs away. It's really weird. Uh, Barbara's not buying it. She decides to investigate as Batgirl. Because Barbara Gordon, anytime someone comes in and checks out books, she's suspicious. Oh, I know. The Patriot Act. She follows it. I know, she does. Someone's been coming in here and checking out William Burroughs' books. They have to be gay and on drugs. Later, we see Batgirl on the beach. The Joker's there dressed as a pirate. <laughs> this is ridiculous. He has a, a pirate ship out at, out at sea. Where did he get a pirate ship? Is, isn't a pirate ship called SS Joker or something? It's something ridiculous like that. I don't know. Um, Batgirl sees some film cameras. Apparently he's making a movie, but she notices the cameras aren't even pointed towards the Joker. As she investigates, she gets knocked out by one of the Joker's goons, who's dressed up as a pirate. Um, they take her inside the ship. They take her utility belt away, but not her belt buckle, which contains an alarm for Batman and Robin. How do, uh, they, how do you leave the belt, belt buckle? I, I don't know. I don't know. They didn't want to... Oh my... All my belts have the belt buckle connected to it. It's a different... Luckily, they didn't take it. I don't know. But she somehow signals for Batman and Robin. They get in the bat boat, take off. Um, while they're heading there, Batgirl somehow reaches out of the hull of the ship. And she's able... I don't know why they added this in. She was able to turn the flag, which is like the Jolly Roger, but with the Joker's face. She was able to turn it upside down. And and they say this is the international distress signal. Wouldn't Batman and Robin know when they show up to check out the, the boat called the SS Joker? <laughs> and it's got a Joker flag. Did they really need the upside down flag? You think they would have gotten there like, well, no distress signals here. Let's get out of here. Our job's done. Anyway, luckily she did because Batman and Robin notice. Uh, they say, let's go rescue Batgirl. They swim out <laughs> to the boat, which must have been a mile offshore. They're really good swimmers. I did like that. I, I like the fact that Batman and Robin swam. Um, they they board the boat. They get in a fight with the Joker. The Joker's throwing cannonballs, all kinds of stuff. Eventually, he um, subdues Batman and Robin, throws him in the hall with Batgirl. Batgirl tells him, you know, the Joker's been faking, filming a movie. He's digging up the beach around here looking for some treasure. Batman says, <laughs> a long time ago, there was a mobster. I don't know how Batman knows this. There was a mobster called Big Arnie who robbed <laughs> he robbed an armored truck and took the money, buried it on this beach before he died. How Batman knows this, I don't know. He has so much knowledge. You know how, I, you know how Batman knows this? Wikipedia. Big Arnie's, la Big Arnie's last name, Wayne. Oh my god. That's Bruce's that. real day. Where do you think Bruce got all that money from? Arnie Wayne. Big Arnie Wayne. <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's no one named Thomas Wayne. So Batman says he's really looking for this buried treasure. Buried by this mobster. Batgirl uses her hairpin to escape. Why? I don't know why she didn't use it before. Why did you have to get Batman or Robin involved? Back on the beach, the Joker's still digging around. Batman, Robin, and Batgirl are kind of walking around the beach. Batgirl falls into a hole <laughs> that the Joker's dug, and Batman and Robin just laugh at her, like, 
<laughs> I did like that. She's like, wait a minute, there's something hard down here. It, tur- <laughs> it turns out it was, it's the treasure. It's the treasure chest. Somehow the Joker and his goons missed it. Batman, Robin, and Batgirl, they take it out. They open it up. It contains millions of dollars, cash money. Batman just starts throwing the money around. He just <laughs> picks it up, throws it out. Uh, Robin is shocked. He's like, what are you doing? That's a lot of money. Uh, Batman's like, don't worry about it. Why don't you go distract the Joker? Um, so Robin's like, all right, whatever you say. He, he leaves. Batgirl puts on this, like, oxygen mask. I don't know exactly what. She gets inside the treasure chest. Um, meanwhile, the Joker sees Robin. Robin, like, is taunting him. Uh, Robin runs off. The Joker chases him. Robin jumps off a cliff. This episode is insane. It's, so many, this is all happening. This has been like five minutes, and all this is. It's been like happened. four minutes. It's been like four minutes. Um, this, Robin jumps off a cliff. There's no reason why that had to happen. The Joker later returns. He finds the treasure chest, takes it to his boat. Uh, meanwhile, Batman and Ro- uh, Batman swings by, picks up Robin in the bat boat. They chase off after the Joker. Batgirl pops out of the chest. Then the Joker freaks out. He sees that Batman and Robin are following him. He starts firing cannons. This is an accurate pirate ship. It's got cannons and everything. <laughs> Worky cannons. Batgirl says, you know, I'm going to help Batman out. She drops the anchor down. Batman is able to jump aboard, capture the goons and the Joker. Back in Gordon's office, Batman reveals that the money is all counterfeit. Big Arnie robbed a or the armored car that big arnie robbed was a decoy how did batman know this again i tell you arnie's last name is a wayne <laughs> so the jo- the money was all counterfeit anyway the joker starts laughing hysterically batgirl says what's so funny joker says you can't arrest me because the money was fake i wasn't i was stealing fake money and i didn't even find it you guys did he's got a point he does have a point. I also want to know, was he ever committing a crime looking for buried treasure? Is that a crime? No, but Gordon says, you know what, you're still going to jail <laughs> because you were filming a movie without a permit. It's, it's hard jail time in Gotham. That is, that is. That is. <laughs> they don't want anyone filming. You've got to pay if you want to film. And you know what, if you don't, you're going to jail. No fines, jail. It's really a technicality because he wasn't even... Filming a movie, he had no film. He could argue, he just set up film cameras. It's not illegal. So that was the end of the cartoon explosion. Uh, a lot of fun, really ridiculous. If you want to watch these episodes, I'll post links on our blog. Um, look, look for an episode of My Crime is Your Crime without those edits in it. Well, I want to know what happened. How did they find I it? I do too. All I right. do too. I swear there were 50 seconds cut out in the, and in the filmation world. That's like That's like an hour. All right, so that was, that's the end. Oh, God, I can't, I screwed up. <laughs> what should we say? All right, so now it's time for a new segment we call Steve and Andy Meet the Listeners, where we call people up who give us their phone numbers. Um, we call them up on Skype, on their cell phones, home phones, or whatever, and uh, we just talk to them about Batman. Or, or about anything. Yeah, that's... Uh, should be pretty fun. So, Andy, are you ready to meet a listener? 
I am I um I can't wait to meet a listener. Let's All right, say that. we're gonna cut away. Uh, we're gonna stop recording. Call him up, and we'll be right back with a listener live on the line with us. Are you ready? Yes, I am. Let's do it. All right, we're back, and we have Paul on the phone from West Virginia, and uh, this is a new segment we're doing called Steve and Andy Meet the Listeners, where uh, we just call people up on Skype who, you know... Our and, listeners. Yeah, that's right, and we just talk to them. So we have Paul on the line. Paul, how are you doing? Good, thanks. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, sort of how you found out about the show and uh, stuff like that. Oh, well, uh, as you said, I'm from West Virginia, so here we don't have that many, you know, cultural outlets. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and this so, is your biggest cultural outlet. This, yeah, yeah I mean, this is like the Guggenheim Museum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I heard about your podcast, actually, from Tom Cater's podcast. Sweet. Uh, and uh, I started listening to it, and uh, I really liked it, so I kept downloading the episodes. And actually, uh, I was one of the first people to leave an iTunes review. Ooh, I don't, we That's really good. appreciate that too. Yeah, iTunes, 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 iTunes reviews. <laughs> I really like the show. <laughs> so, how do you normally listen to the podcast? This is what I'm always uh, curious about. Is you know, what what are you normally doing when when you listen to us? Absolutely nothing. So you just sit there. Do you like light candles up? <laughs> anything like that? No, you you might not want to believe this, but I actually sit there doing nothing, listening to the podcast. Do you sit in a black room, like, no lights or anything, just sitting there? You've got to concentrate on Steve and Andy. I hang out with Buffalo Bill in his basement listening to the Steve and Andy podcast. <laughs> that could be dangerous. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so uh, what'd you do today, Paul? Anything interesting happened to you today? Uh, well, I finished an audio drama that I'm working on. Oh, really? What? So, what, what is this all about? Uh, just, uh, sort short little audio projects like like a podcast sort of oh cool i i am actually a fellow podcaster but my podcast didn't do as well as yours it kind of sputtered and failed and died well ours is <laughs> some people have said that our podcast sputtered and failed but 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 some call it the citizen kane a podcast so <laughs> i mean actually I say, go, go ahead paul i say burn the non-believers man that's true. That's true. We've actually done that a couple times. So, so, so it's oh, it's around seven p.m. here. Have you had dinner yet, Paul? No. Any, and that is irritating. Any plans for dinner? <laughs> no, I just find something and eat it. The, you mean you just find? Do you go <laughs> find? Hunting? Well, that's what that's what it's like in West Virginia, isn't it? Where you just <laughs> go out and you find stuff and eat it. That's that's precisely it. We just go and find things and eat it. I have the oven warming up as we speak. I'm going to make uh, chicken cordon bleu. Wait, I actually just found it. <laughs> <laughs> it was outside his dorm. <laughs> oh, God. All right, so this is a special episode that we're doing this week, and it's um, Paul actually selected one of the episodes that we reviewed of the, t of the uh, Batman cartoon. Yeah, the Filmation Batman cartoon. So are you a big cartoon fan, Paul? Yes, a very big cartoon fan. What, what is your... If you had to list maybe like your top three favorite cartoons, what would you list? You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm not. Wait a minute. Give me a second. <laughs> All right, I'm ready now. Okay, Sorry. Go ahead. The Super Friends. Uh, uh, okay, good, good. Rugrats. Okay. And the Fairly Odd Parents. The Fairly. I've never seen that. 
I've never really? seen that either. I've never seen Fairly Odd Parents either. Uh, I guess you guys don't watch the Cartoon Network that often, man. Not not uh, too much anymore. No, I watch. Yeah. Um, I like Boomerang. Yeah, I was gonna say I like Boomerang a lot. Well, then replace Fairly Odd Parents with the Flintstones or the okay. Jetsons. Or... Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Can I replace it with the Clue Club? Or Huckleberry Hound. I like Huckleberry Hound. Actually. Huckleberry Hound's pretty good. Yeah. So, um, what? I grew up, I'm 21 years old, I grew up in the 90s, um, so I guess my favorite cartoons, Rugrats is a really good cartoon, actually, I used to love that show a lot, but I haven't seen it in a long time. Super Friends I love, because they used to um, play the reruns on Cartoon Network all the time. Yeah, yeah they did, and uh, I actually have watched quite a few of the episodes online, Yeah, yeah. and I find the similarity in the behaviors of the Batman and Robin on the Super Friends and the Batman and Robin from the 66 series to be very, very close. Yeah, they uh, modeled it, I think, you know, off of that. But, um, yeah, so the Super Friends is really awesome. Did you like the Batman, or had you seen the Batman 1968 cartoon before? I have only seen a few, and I did not know they were from 68. Yeah. This, it's actually hard to find a lot of information on the show because they did a show in 68, I believe, uh, yeah, with, the, ba with Batman and Superman, right? Well, what it was was in 68 they had like the Batman-Superman hour where it was just half hour of Superman, half hour of Batman. So they weren't really like meeting up. It was just half hour of Superman, half hour of Batman back then. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So See, Filmation later, like nine years later, did the new Adventures of Batman. Yeah. Which I think is awful because hey. it has Batman. Batmite in it, and I hate Batmite. Have you seen those, Paul? The new adventure? No, I haven't. I haven't even heard of those. Stay those far off. away from those. They are really off. actually bad. <laughs> I, I guess I'm doing good so far. <laughs> I, th I think in like 78, they paired it up with uh, another filmation cartoon called Tarzan, which obviously was based on Tarzan. So they had the Batman Tarzan Adventure Hour. What little kid wouldn't love that, too? I know. I would actually prefer if Batman met Tarzan, and they just had adventures for an hour every week. Batman would have immediately deduced that Tarzan was an orphan. I know. He's got he would found his treasure. He would probably he would probably like see similarities in him between the two of them, since they both grew up without parents. That's true. <laughs> and I Alfred's damn why. near an ape, so wondering why Tarzan wasn't a superhero like himself. That's in a way he was though. Of the yeah. jungle, I guess. Superhero of the jungle. Did you like you know, one cartoon I really loved was Scooby Doo. And I love that the, the Scooby-Doo meets, um, I guess they were like the Scooby-Doo... It was the Scooby-Doo movies. Yeah. And um, did you ever watch those, Paul? Yeah, yeah, I did. Have you seen the Batman ones? Yeah, actually. They, I think there was more than one. Yeah, there were two. There were two, and uh, both very good. And we're, <laughs> we're thinking about reviewing those. What do you, you think? You should, about? you should. They would be really enjoyable. Now, if we do those and they go over big, do you think we should do the Scooby-Doo movies where they meet the Harlem Globetrotters? <laughs> No, no, no. Never. No. No. Never. No. What about Don Adams then? <laughs> no. No. Just Batman. Strictly Batman. All right. <laughs> All right, Paul. So, anything else you want to say? Well, no, not really. Any Just keep doing what you're doing. You're, you're doing really good. We really appreciate you listening and letting us call you. It's, it's, it's really cool. And no problem. I'm probably going to keep doing it. Yeah. If you want us to call you back, I mean... You know, we will. We will. If, 
if you have ever have a shortage of anybody wanting to talk to you, just call me back. So expect a lot of calls then. I yeah, think. yeah. Expect a lot of calls. I don't. I don't expect too many people wanting us to call them. Do you have any shout-outs to give, Paul? No. None yeah. No, uh, no. None of the people I've told have been repeat listeners. It's kind of disappointing. Yeah, that's that is disappointing. Just so stop, they listen, stop being listen to it once, and they say, "I'm never going to listen to this again." <laughs> have you lost any friends because of us? No. No. After they tell me to stop talking about it once, I usually stop. <laughs> so you, well, so you, talk talk, about it? you talk about it like all the time <laughs> I do actually so I don't know I don't know I talk uh, you know, I think a moderate amount that's good it, 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 so, it's, it's one of the highlights of my day so when you meet women do you go up to them and say so you listen to Steve and Andy <laughs> that's what I say when I meet women uh, I ask them if they've heard of you I don't you know I'm not going to let you C block me like that no. <laughs> thanks for censoring that too because this is a Family show, I guess. Yeah. C block. We will never C block you, Paul. No, I would never C block you. <laughs> Bat- what? Batman would C block you for sure. Yeah, he he would. Uh, yeah, he'd pull a number on me. You know, Robin, how- Robin wouldn't, so you don't have to worry about that. Alfred, yeah, no. How many times have Alfred been C blocked by Batman? <laughs> I, I don't Actually, think. I think how many times has Alfred? What's that, Andy? I was gonna say, how many times has Alfred C blocked Batman? That's the real question. <laughs> Maybe that's why Batman steals all of his inventions. <laughs> that's true. That's yes. true. See, Paul, referencing the show, I like that. Okay, Paul, I want to ask you, what is your favorite Alfred disguise, Gus or A. Alfred? I like Gus. He's just the everyday guy. That's true. That's Me true. too. I agree. I agree, 100%. Would you like to, would you like to see a spinoff, Gus only? Not Gus only. I would like to see Gus and Batman. You'd like to see Robin killed off, maybe, and have Gus just... <laughs> yeah. I would, too. Retcon Gus into the role. That's... Oh, I like that. That would be good. That would be good. We should team Actually, up. I would like, a, I would like a, a weekly half-hour series of, like, the mini disguises of Alfred. That's how he solves crimes. He dons various disguises. <laughs> <laughs> that, see, that's another idea for a cartoon right there. That would be an idea. Actually, that would be an idea for fan fiction. Paul, you seem like a writer, because you're talking about your radio drama. W- what about doing some fan fiction for us? Uh, yeah. I'll tell you what. You guys send me an email of what you like, and I'll see what I can do. I like that. I like I that. What we've been the- wanting fan fiction for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Actually, we've never gotten any fan fiction. We would ask for it, like, every other day. It's true. <laughs> Paul, do you eat at Bob Evans? Uh, no, I prefer uh, Five Guys. There are Five Guys in West Virginia? No. Oh, man. <laughs> it doesn't stop me. Where have you ate at Five Guys? Uh, I was on vacation somewhere. I can't even remember. But it was uh, way up in BFE, and I found one. It was delicious, wasn't it? Oh, yes. It was. Oh, man, I feel all left out now. Steve's never ate at a Five Guys. I keep telling him that he has to come to Columbus, eat at a Five Guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do. All right, Paul. We'll let you go. Go find something to eat. Maybe, <laughs> okay, I will. maybe not Drive Five Guys. Five guys. <laughs> yeah, go to Five Guys. There's got to be one somewhere, probably in Pennsylvania, I guess. I thought he said you can go up to DC. Yeah, that's true. Go to DC. Right. Eat at Five Guys. All right, Paul. It was good talking to you. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. We'll talk to you like- later and uh, keep listening. Thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. We really You're very welcome. All right. Talk to you later, Paul.
Bye. Goodbye. All right, that was Paul on the line. Thank you, Paul, for letting us call you. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Paul. Uh, I would have actually liked to have heard his horror podcast. I know. It, it, send it to us, Paul. Send us an email. Let us know about it. Serious? Yeah, I'm sure. You, I'm sure they're still up on iTunes somewhere. They might be. Tell us what it was. Yeah, I would have liked to have listened. It's probably Paul meets horror stories. Something That's probably like. what it's called. All right, if you Paul. would like me and Andy to call you. Send us an email at steveandandy at gmail.com. Or, you know, if you don't want to talk to us, if you're too shy, you can still send us an email. Ask us questions. Whatever. We don't care. Or And if you're too even too shy to write an email, you can always write an iTunes review. That's true. Write us an iTunes review. We are on iTunes. We've gotten several nice reviews. We'd like more. All the ones we've gotten are very nice, though. We appreciate all those. Yeah, I don't quite understand the four-star review. Oh, you know, I, I don't play. I would give us four stars. But, uh, yes, thank you everyone who's written an iTunes review. Anyone who hasn't, please write us one. Check out our blog, steveandandy.blogspot.com. We have other stuff up there, you know, pictures and other weird, funny Batman things if you want to check it out. Yeah, I was, I was actually going to write a review of an old Batman comic book I read. Do it. But as I, well, as I was writing it, I was like, this is too absurd. <laughs> Keep writing it. Stay tuned for Andy's review. I'll make him write it. I'll make sure he does. It's an old one from the 50s. I was like, this is just too absurd. You know, it's going to be good. And uh, also, we'd like to thank um, a few people. Um, I'd like to thank everyone over at thebatmanuniverse.net. Um, they host a podcast, which is really good, all about Batman. Um, they just did a special about the 1960s series, which is pretty cool. Um, you can check them out. They're on iTunes or um, thebatmanuniverse.net. They were nice enough to put a link to our podcast up there. And it's a pretty cool website, so check it out. Also, we'd like to thank Ricky Henry, who, um, if you've been to our blog, he did all the pictures. They're really funny. The pictures of me and Andy, the bearded Andy, even though he doesn't have a beard anymore. Um, he's a really talented artist, uh, mutual friend and relative of ours I kind of how me and Andy met actually yeah yeah that's that's correct he has a blog that you guys can check out kind of a pop culture blog um, rickyhenry.com so check it out if you like if you want him to do any drawings I'm sure he'd be happy to yeah I'm sure he'd be more than happy to do it um, alright that's it great episode cartoon explosion I yeah, gotta go lie uh, down for a couple of hours. <laughs> cartoon explosion was fun. It's a little more uh, like rickety than our normal one. Yeah, like a normal episode, but that's that's just because there's just too much explosion in these cartoons. I gotta go take a cold shower. That's actually what my plan was. I'm sweating. I'm, it's intense. <laughs> it's, it's it's very intense. Maybe next time we do this, instead of three, maybe we'll do two. Yeah, I know three was a bad idea. It was a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a lot of content. It is three. Of, three of these episodes is truly like three episodes of the live action series. <laughs> the only difference is the live action series would be ninety minutes, and this is like twenty two minutes. <laughs> I know they really jam it all. <laughs> all right, so thank you all for listening. Uh, thank you for the iTunes reviews and all the nice emails that we get. We really appreciate it. Keep them coming. If you want us to call you, let us know. We'll do it. You don't have to have Skype. We can call cell phones, whatever, it doesn't matter. 
Yeah, we can we can call your house. We can call you at work. That'd be kind of neat, calling someone at work. Yeah, so if you work at McDonald's or something, just take on your break if you want to talk to us. Yeah, really that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Or if you're a bartender. Yeah, yeah. If you're a bartender at like a, like a, a strip club, that'd be kind of neat. Maybe maybe a bartender at the steel mill, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, that, ooh. Well, I don't know. Yeah, that'd be quite a phone call. <laughs> All right. Andy, next week, the Catwoman. Are you ready? I don't know if I'm ready. Well, oh, get yeah, ready. Yeah. You got a week to get ready. Thank you. I know, it's Earth, Earth a kit. Orson Welles said she was the most exciting woman on Earth. I will talk to you next week. Yep, that's true. Talk to you later. See ya. See ya.